once again from Not at Artichoke Music. Hopefully we'll be back there when this is all over. One of the busiest people during this thing who is not a first responder is Jim Brunberg, who I'm sure, as you know, is a musician and owner of Mississippi Studios, Revolution Hall, etc., etc., etc. I thought that combination of things would make him the perfect person to talk to about the current situation where we find doors closed and musicians scrambling to find an income. He's been on the podcast before in better days, and we're thankful he took time to talk to us. Jim, where are you? I'm in my kitchen. Hi, Tom. <laughs> I hold my up. I just roasted, cut up the last vegetables that were in my fridge, and now this means I need to go brave the store. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the question everybody asks is, uh, how are you holding up? That's what, that's, that's what I always hear. Well, I'm I'm holding up. I'm really lucky that I have a place to live, and uh, unless this thing goes on for a, a quite a while longer, I I won't that won't be in jeopardy. I've got my kids, uh, my two daughters are mm-hmm. real. Um, they help. <laughs> I'm I'm worried about my friends yeah. um, out there in the world who are having a really hard time. I worry about you. Mm-hmm. I worry about my colleagues, and uh, so that's tough. It's a it's a pretty stressful time, but. You know, all we can do is look as far forward as we're capable of with our brains and and our hearts, and try to figure out if there's light at the end of this tunnel. Yes, yeah, that's that's a that's a good question. We we uh, we you know uh, you know I don't know about you uh, and your in uh, are, are have you have you been performing online at all? No, I I've been busy as heck trying to um, form an alliance of music venues. Uh-huh. So all my friends are all my friends and all my colleagues and my music partners are putting on shows and streaming and, and stuff. I just, I just can't find the, I can't find the time or the focus mm-hmm. to, to do it. So sometimes late at night, I'll, I'll do some recording, mm-hmm. but I've taken a break from performing and recording music for a little while because Oregon until this point didn't have any sort of a coalition of music venues of dependent music venues. And so we're a little bit behind the curve in that, but, um, so it's been it's been a real time consuming thing, but I've pulled together. Uh, well, not it's not me. It's not just me anymore. But we have pulled together uh, an amazing group of of unlikely colleagues, and mm-hmm. ranging in size from the the little corner bars that have blues music on the weekends, mm-hmm. uh, up through the Arlene Schnitzer and uh, Monkey, and um, you know we're talking about David Lincoln, the Roseland, and. Mm-hmm. and McMinimans and all all the music venues in Portland that are, are in Oregon that are independently owned and wow. not run by some far off far off corporation yeah. have pulled together and formed this thing called the Independent Venue Coalition. So that's where that's where all my time has gone, just in terms of pulling that together to advocate for um, for something to happen to to help save Oregon music venues. So what 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 is that organization doing? Well, you you probably read about the the federal programs that are out there. Yes. Um, the, the money that's being offered, well, it, it, it is helpful stuff. There's some of it that's, that's really good and it's going out to individuals and to small businesses who are able to open their doors in the next eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're doing is we're advocating for some meaningful relief to come to ben- to businesses like ours mm-hmm. that are, um, more long-term hit. 
mm-hmm. it's really unknown when we'll be able to open our doors. And our employees, we're advocating for, for them so that they're not left high and dry or having to go off and do something else because mm-hmm. our employees, and I'm speaking about the industry here, not just Revolution Hall and Mississippi Studios, our, mm-hmm. our employees who work in the music business in Oregon, they love it. And we love them, and we it's a really tight-knit and powerful group of individuals with a lot of talent, and they, they're doing what they want to do. Um, they're pursuing the careers they want to pursue. So to answer your question, we're making sure that there's, that there's still careers out there for them to pursue. What is the consensus among the group about when some live music might be able to ha- start happening again? Or is there a consensus? You, know, you, you could ask me about consensus on a lot of things, and I mm-hmm. could have a pretty good answer, but <laughs> there is no consensus on that. Some days we uh, we wake up and we're talking about it as if it's going to happen in three months. Mm-hmm. Some days we wake up and we're talking about it as if it's not going to happen until the fall of 2021. It's it's all over the map. Um, if I had to guess personally, I'm not speaking for the organization here. I, I'm mm-hmm. guessing that personally co- concerts will be back uh, sometime in the late fall. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to tell. You know, it's, a lot of it's public and, and a lot to this, this time virus, which defies all and empathy and really yeah. doesn't have a you know it's there's no way of knowing what's going to happen if this thing if social distancing works and this thing goes away and the curve gets flattened well that's one thing but it actually has to really go away before we can open our doors yeah you can open yeah. a retail store open a retail like a, you can open a bookstore and mm-hmm. keep people socially distant but what we do is we bring people together we bring yeah. them close together so that they can um, convene and, and they can um, share uh, like a it's like a fellowship of humans you know when they go mm-hmm. to see a show there's somebody on the stage spewing emotion and beautiful air is flowing out of them and sometimes spit <laughs> and then yes. the people in the audience yes. are spitting back and it's a great beautiful thing and in the normal circumstances it, it's a healthy thing because there isn't a virus if anything it, it strengthens our immune systems to be out there breathing each other's air and, and everything. But right now there's just this one bad actor, the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's unfortunately we can't predict what's going to happen with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're still uh, operating the restaurant, though, right? I mean, for no, carry out. One of our – the only thing we have going is the burger window yeah. at Bar Bar. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit of a salvation because it allows us to keep – a rotation of people through it, it, it means not slapping plywood on the building. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And people can go get the Barbar Burger, but um, most venues aren't able to do that. We just happen to have that really fortunate. Uh, it's just about geography. So, for example, at Show Bar, which is the restaurant that services the concessions for uh, Revolution Hall and all the associated bars over there, there's sort of a neighborhood bar that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Those are all closed because it, yeah. it was just really there was no way to do it safely so mm-hmm. we we tried it for a little while it was just it made us nervous about our employees and made us nervous about the public you know standing in line there was no real good place to do it but a bar bar there's that window it's kind of like a food cart mm-hmm. food cart attached to the side of a music venue so it's really an unusual thing yeah but most most music venues almost every other music venue in, in the state is at a zero income uh, situation right now, yeah. and not only is there zero income, but there are considerable expenses going out. They have to keep their staff on to handle all of the administrative problems that this raises. You know, re- scheduling shows, rescheduling shows, dealing with uh, confused patrons or 
demanding patrons or just generous patrons. Yeah. Most most of our yeah. patrons, most people who love music are writing us letters of support and offering donations and buying gift certificates, looking towards the future and saying, hey, I really hope that I can come spend a night in your venue as soon as possible. I'm buying a gift certificate for that reason. And that's the majority of people, which is really a good thing. It's keeping us all alive. Yeah, um, you know, I, I asked Bob Howard from Artichoke, because we know we we do these over at Artichoke Music now, um, uh, the podcast, and I I asked Bob if if he wanted me to to take the uh, coffee shop conversations at Artichoke Music, and if, if he wanted me to take the Artichoke Music off because you know we're not at Artichoke Music, and he's closed, and and I said I'll, I'll take it I'll take that part off if you want, and he said no, and I'm glad he said no, because it it you know it's it's encouraging. That uh, it still it still okay. says at Artichoke Music, even though it's it's not. It's in your kitchen and my desk. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think every venue owner that I've talked to um, is is still fighting to keep the presence there, even if their building is locked up. Mm-hmm. So the building is locked up, but um, pe- I know that everybody, like the people I've mentioned, you know, again, ranging from like Robin Williams, who's the executive director of P5. You don't think of them as independent venues, but they are. They're locally owned, locally controlled. People like Robin Williams all the way down to the Louis Longmires mm-hmm. uh, of the world. And uh, Louis a musician as well, and yeah. like me, and he owns a venue and he owns a Laurel Thirst. He's out driving a truck, but he's wow. keeping in touch with his staff and the musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all just doing what we can. But in our hearts, these places are still open and we're we're just planning the future it's just that we don't know when that's going to happen yeah if there was Down I, on bended knee. yeah i just wish there was some way in all of these many many um streaming events of musicians playing and and people watching if there was just some way that they could hear us applaud <laughs> yeah or or or, or <laughs> feel what we're feeling because we can see them we know what they're doing but, um, I was watching one the other night. It was an artist that I love, and, and he's he just a solo guy with a mandolin, and he was playing, he was into it. And he uh-huh. did a thing that reminded me of, of live music, where when you're on stage and you're, you're playing with your bandmates, and you have, you're feeling it, and you're just feeling so great about it, and a moment happens. And then you just take a half a second to kind of look out at the crowd to see if the moment translated. Yeah. And you look out, and, and if it did translate, then you kind of stare at the audience and you smile or you stick out your tongue or if yeah. it's metal you kind of make a metal face yeah. um, and this was a this was like a bluegrass moment and he did that only he was squinting to see the screen to see if people were um, sending emojis on the screen but it had that resemblance <laughs> yeah. to live music and it was the only yeah. it, but it actually yeah. it kind of stirred me it was a moving moment where I could see he was looking for that connection as opposed to just having that weird kind of isolation that we're all feeling right now well i think one of the most inspiring things that that we can think about is how we are all how 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 we're all going to feel once we get back together performer and audience yep right we are all connected in that you know? I don't know anybody who's dreading, dreading that moment. Nobody's dreading that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm lucky in a way, um, not medically, but uh, spiritually, in that I get to I, I get I still get to do my radio show, and I'm doing it from home, and uh, and I'm pre-recording it and all that, but still I'm recording it like like it's live and fresh, and and I get and I and and I, and I get to to know that I I what I'm putting up there is doing three things, and we try to do three things at, at, at the station. We try to uh, comfort, inspire, 
and make you make you shake your butt. At least on my show, it make you shake your butt. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I just I've gotten uh, I've gotten a tremendous response because people understand that you know people really really realize that uh, that uh, you know that we're thinking of them and and we're we're doing these things to 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 help them and ourselves. Well, you're certainly not doing it to get rich. Well, and I thank <laughs> I thank you for doing it. Your energy is amazing, and and everybody appreciates it a ton. Well, you know, it's uh, uh, it's it's the least you can do, really. <laughs> it really is the least you can do, and I don't have to I don't have to wear a mask to do it. <laughs> yep. Um. So, what have you been doing to 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 keep to keep the girls um uh, occupied, or what have they been doing to keep you occupied? <laughs> it's all Hamilton all the time over here. Because um, <laughs> right when this went down, we my my the, this was a big year for the girls. They're, mm-hmm. they're getting out of elementary school, and their big uh, birthday gift this year was we were going to go see Hamilton oh. in New York City. And we, the girls have been to New York before with me, and they love it. And we were really looking forward to this trip because it's just one of our favorite things to do is to to land and get get out in Penn Station after riding the, the subway into town and, oh, and kind of yeah. feel that energy. And you know when. When they were six, they did it. When they when they were eight, they did it. And now they're eleven now. And all they wanted to do, they have every word of Hamilton memorized. And that's a lot of words. It's not your typical musical. It is a an intense thing. So, you know, they're they're starting to play trumpet and flute, and they've got some duets worked out uh, and piano, and they're they're just performing um, for for each other. They're they're twins. They're eleven, and and they're just singing Hamilton all the time. And they get on. <laughs> Uh, they get on Zoom and talk to their classmates, and they're all having like sort of rap offs or sing offs where they perform <laughs> Hamilton. Whoever can do it most flawlessly and rapidly kind of <laughs> wins the contest. It's, so it's all, all the time about that. And, and the usual, the usual kid stuff. What they they remind me to go outside, get off the conference calls every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. I, I, uh, I, I get to go out in the courtyard here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's starting to bloom, which is a nice thing. Um, it is a good thing we're having good weather. Who knows what yeah. it means? But all right, it's well, pretty, it, it's pretty awesome. It doesn't mean anything except that we're having good weather. I think, but I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, ha- I'm happy yeah. for it. Uh, uh, but it means you can go for you can go for a walk, right? And you can go out walking. That's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. I've just, I just, this, this just occurred to me. I have no agenda here, but uh, we just started to do uh, this past Sunday. We just started to do um, uh, OMN Live, uh, which we're and we're we're offering, you know, um, our Facebook page to anybody who wants to perform. And if you ever feel like it, one Sunday at six o'clock, you're, you're certainly welcome to, to 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 do a few tunes on 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 OMN Live. I. I might take you up on that. I, I, more than anything, though, I'll, I'll tell my friends about it who sure. are doing more of that. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, I just can't. I, I'm not finding the desire to perform in that medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm all for people who do it, and I've been inspired by some of my friends who who are doing it, and I tune in to you know the, the James Lowe and Storm Large, Nick mm-hmm. Jana, mm-hmm. you know, the whole the, the list goes on. There's just tons of people who are doing it, but for some reason, I'm finding that. When I want to, it's just it's more screen time for me, and I'm spending so much damn time on my computer uh, figuring out this lobbying thing that yeah. I'm sort of in this. I'm in a mode, 
And I get in, I, I'm like that. I get in modes. So I go get into <laughs> modes where all I will do for a month will be, uh, I'll be scoring a movie. I'll just go into a mode where all I do is score film. Uh-huh. And right now I'm, I feel like there's this need uh, there and I've somehow put myself into a position where I'm kind of responsible yeah. for yeah. Shep- shepherding, you know, and, and I'm, I, I don't lightly, and we're talking about people who've devoted their lives to music. You know, some of these people are enigmas that you don't really get to talk to that often because mm-hmm. they've been, they've been busy, you know, people like Mike Quinn or, or um, David Lykin, who've been so busy for the last 50 years or 40 years <laughs> uh, put, putting on live music. Um, and giving it a, a home, you know, bringing bringing big acts to town, and also bringing up uh, new talent, mm-hmm. starting things out like the sold out music festival and, yeah. and uh, OPB music. All these yeah. people are not depending on me; they're not looking to me. But I would feel like a jackass if I got on and was just doing a concert on a Sunday, and then uh, I looked at my to do list and I didn't have all my documents ready for the Monday morning conference call no, with that makes you sense. know. Sent- Biden's people, um, and right now all of the congressmen in Oregon, all Congress people, Suzanne Bonamici is amazing, mm-hmm. um, are all being really responsive to us, and I know they're going in to to discuss Bill Four, so it's yeah. it's like fire time, you know, it's yeah. like go yeah. go go on all cylinders, yeah. make yeah. sure that our messaging gets through, because this PPP and the EIDLs, those are the two products that are sort of out there uh-huh. uh, that are most often touted for saving small businesses. Well, neither of those works for music venues. They may help a oh, little geez. bit, and they, they definitely help uh, funnel some money to employees, which is great, and we value that, but they're not doing mm-hmm. anything to actually save the venues themselves. Wow. So we're taking full advantage of them, and we've applied for them, and we're waiting to find out and all that. Uh, but so anyway, mm-hmm. I, I'd love to perform, you know, in a month when when things level out yes. and we're just in the waiting period, right. we're waiting. I love Suzanne Bonamici, and not not just because she's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, I have a, I have a, I have a very deep connection with Nancy Pelosi, because her dad was the was the guy who brought the Orioles to Baltimore when I was a little boy, and he yeah. was the, he was the mayor of Baltimore. Can you call her up and tell tell her to make a, a, a PPP on steroids with the music venues? Remember, um, I was that kid. I was, was the Orioles. That was me, yeah. Uh, you know, um, well, people I'm, people do miss hearing you perform. That, that's for sure. But uh, oh, that's nice. You, 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 yeah, well, you got you got an, you got an important job there, and. We're all pulling for you. I'll be back. You know, I know you'll be, be back. Wonderly's doing a bunch of stuff. We have this song and video cycle that we were we had scheduled for May that we we're going to it's this films and music that are going on and we're going to do that at the Hollywood Theater. Yeah. Uh, but that's being postponed and of course so I just got to focus on this now. Well, there'll be plenty of time in the ramp up to start telling people, "Hey, come see me." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me, yeah. me. Well, hopefully we'll all be back, and we can keep the attrition to a minimum. And uh, you know, <laughs> things can. You yeah. know, I, there's a there's a great song that I play on my show every week uh, by Alan Tucson called "Hang Tough." Hang tough, never Hang give tough. up. Yeah. Never give up. Yeah. Uh, 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 even if there's a, 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 a dark cloud on high, baby, don't mean there's darkness in your heart. That's the way that song ends. Great man, uh, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah, I, yeah. I want. Uh, I just hope. Yeah, I hope every other um, venue owner, because I, I mean, 
the people who own music venues aren't like a bunch of rich guys who you know spend time on their yacht and go golfing and come in and enjoy the the, the luxury box in their mm-hmm. venue. They're mm-hmm. people who've had their hands up in the freaking toilets of their venues because they didn't want any of their employees to have to do it. They're people who have fixed the plumbing and have mopped the floors and have uh, dealt with you know upset patrons and uh, musicians with attitudes. The, the people who do music venues are super busy and sometimes you, they're reclusive because they just work so hard at having their music venues. And I can I, I, I now can say I know all of Oregon's venue owners, save a few. There's a couple who are just, you know, they put up the plywood and they're just waiting for the storm to pass. But yeah. for the most part, um, these are the people who need to, to recite the Alan Toussaint lyrics yeah. uh, to themselves and, and yeah. hang tight as best as they can. Yeah. And, you know, we had just started doing a, an occasional series on the, on the podcast of uh, people behind the scenes in venues. We did a did one with the extra fabulous Julio Tabon, the, the infamous coat check girl. Uh, who uh, mm-hmm. from Dante's and all kinds of, of course, yeah. the, the the old church lately, but uh, so when the time comes, I'll have to listen to that one. When the time comes and we're, and everything's back working, I will give you a call and have you have you give me one year. I, I got some, I got some people way more interesting than myself that I can refer to <laughs> you to. There are some there are some gems that, that work in the venues of Portland. There's people who are just soldiers. Of the weird and soldiers of the beautiful, and but, I will I will definitely point point you in their direction. But nobody's like you because you're unique. And the reason I really wanted to talk to you, other than the fact that I like talking to you, is uh, is that you're unique. You're a musician and you're a venue owner. It's like nobody else like you, really. You know, I mean. Oh uh, no, that's not true. No, well, no, no, no. There's tons of us. Mark Adler, who owns the Aladdin, was in, like me in a, a touring band in the '90s that had just enough just enough success to get him into trouble. Uh, Louis Longmire owns the Laurel Thirst with a couple other musicians and a couple other people who aren't musicians. Um, yeah, I don't think David Lykin is a musician, but he's been devoted to his whole his whole life. Um, all the all the guys who are who run the music venues and the McMinimans Enterprises are are all musicians. You know, they're they are they work a day job. You know, but you got your Mike Walker and you got Ned Failing. Mike Walker. Mike Walker's a prince. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mike Walker is a he prince. Is. He Absolutely. really is. Yeah. He sure, he sure is. He sure is. Yeah. You know, and I mean, the only person I know who's who's not a musician per se is is Joe over at the Alberta Rose, but he's he's so supportive of everything about yeah. musicians that yeah. he's an honorary. You know, he, he, <laughs> I bet you if he just and he drum, he's a drummer though. He's a drummer. I, that, so that's. That's not to say he's not a musician, but I just I've never seen him play. But he deserves all of the same <laughs> juju that musicians have because he's just such a prince as well. It's close to saying he's not a musician, okay? <laughs> I didn't say that. I know you didn't. I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, you take care. Uh, fight the good fight. We're all behind you, and we'll see you on the other side of this. All right. Hey, thanks, Tom. Thanks for your time, and I hope you get something you can use. Thanks. All right, be healthy.